This is the Smarts and Stripes Podcast. We cover every bump, every spot, and chat with all the talent around the world of wrestling. Here's your host, Bill Matz, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Golden. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Smarts and Stripes. That's right, the much-anticipated return of 94WIP's wrestling podcast. My name is Bill Matz. I am joined by Eric Turtle-Golden and former WWE referee Kevin Keenan. What up? It is our WrestleMania preview episode, fam, and uh, we have... Geez, it's going to be a 19-hour show with 67 matches, so we have a lot to get to, but... I guess the biggest headline in all of pro wrestling over the last couple of weeks has been this John Oliver piece. Uh, John Oliver staged <laughs> this uh, this takedown uh, of, um, I don't know, 16-year-old Vince McMahon criticisms. <laughs> Stuff I've been hearing forever, but it's WrestleMania week and people are actually paying attention to WWE, a broader audience than usual. So this is the time this stuff happens. Kevin, you are our resident insider. Mm-hmm. You watch this John Oliver piece. I only read the highlights because people with accents I can't understand. Uh, He's actually fairly easy to he understand. He is actually really easy to understand. And he was great on the when he uh, filled in on The Daily Show. I just but don't who, is this? who is this guy? He was on The Daily Show a few years ago, and now he's got he's on HBO, I guess. That's and all of a sudden, that gives him some type of credential and credence to take down a billion-dollar corporation. I, or, or, yes. attempt, or attempt to, at least. That's, Somebody's giving him a TV show. Somebody's giving him an audience. We could say whatever he wants, clearly. That's, he's done this with the NCAA before in terms of paying the athletes, and he takes it upon himself to make these grand assessments of businesses that maybe he's not all that intimately familiar with. Kevin, as someone who worked in the company, what is the relationship between, I'm not talking about the Stone Colds or the Cena's, but you're you. What's Mm -hmm. your relationship with Vince McMahon, and what is the, like, how is the company run from your perspective in terms of talent relations, uh, well, in terms of talent relations, Vince doesn't really have any anything to do with talent relations. I'm sure um, any type of big, any type of big decision in regards to some of those names you named. Let's you know, let's come into this generation with a John Cena or a Seth Rollins or a Roman Reigns or any of those top guys. I'm sure that any the, any type of big time decision uh, will either have to a get ran by Vince or a or b he makes the the final call, but uh, as far as talent, like I never dealt with Vince directly for anything talent relations. It was always like my direct boss was uh, either Mike Bucci, who was uh, you know Simon Dean, BWO, Hollywood Nova when he was running developmental. Uh, before that, Tommy Dreamer, and then once I got to the main roster, or my overall boss was John Laurinaitis. Um, so I would always I would always deal directly with him, and then if it wasn't Johnny, it was Mark Carano. So my dealings with Vince were very limited based on usually TV stuff or in-ring stuff or how he wanted something to go. Uh, Vince was always very hands-on as far as that. But from a talent relations standpoint, um, almost never, never, actually never uh, did I deal with Vince on anything as far as that. How does WWE, Vince McMahon, however you want to put it, because you can't talk about one without the other, so it gets put on Vince, whether he's... No matter what his role is, I know it's changed somewhat since they're publicly traded now. He's like a 75-year-old man, but it's still Vince's company. Absolutely. How does WWE treat its employees? They're, I've never had a problem. Like, this John Oliver guy made it sound like it was 
like Vince was some type of slumlord and this was like the most horrible place to work and that they treat their athletes, you know, horribly. They're using a, a 1997 cut from Bret Hart from Wrestling with Shadows where yeah. Bret's talking about, you know, uh, when they're done with you, they put a slug in your back and throw you out back and these wrestlers are, work, are, are left with nothing. Um, well, you know, let's take a look at the context there. Bret Hart was coming from a very bitter place at that point in time. I love how Bret is complaining about this as if he wasn't screwed by WWE to go make even more guaranteed money. For like, Bret Hart yeah. was leaving the company to go make a million dollars more and wouldn't drop a fake wrestling title in his home country because he was the hero. Country. Remember country. Country. Because he was, he was the hero to them there. And he was. Sure. A fake wrestling title to a guy he didn't like. And it was twenty five years, like what twenty yeah. years ago, twenty two years Series ago. Survivor Series ninety seven. So, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna pull if we're gonna pull audio, you know, talk to some of the guys that are around today. But you know, every single one of these guys know what they're getting into. You know, they know what they're signing. They know what they're getting into. Excuse me. They know that without the WWE, their dreams aren't coming true. They're not making the big. They're not making the big bucks. They're not on the largest platform. You know, we all are very made very well aware of what we're signing. And, you know, that's our choice. No one's putting a gun to your head and saying you have to sign that piece of paper. But if this is what you want, if this is what you want to do, then it's either it's take it or leave it. You know, uh, Vince McMahon is not responsible. He's responsible for the well-being of his talent while you're there. But, you know, they also they tried to hit him with all of the wrestler deaths that happened over however many years. It's like it's like, Bill, if you if let's say UOD in, in, in two years, is the first employer you ever worked for responsible for that? I mean, probably. Yeah. Pizza <laughs> that, Hut. Yeah, that's, that's probably it, their fault. It's absolutely insane. And it a, is. Hold on. A lot of these yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of these guys go from one place to another. How many of these guys jumped from Vince over to Ted Turner to Paul Heyman to hit in the Indies and to Japan? But Vince is at fault. Yeah, it's and absolutely insane. I like that. I always appreciate. Yeah, you know, okay. Yes, there was like in the early two thousands, mid two thousands, all of the, like this string, this epidemic of wrestler young deaths and guys who were working or had just worked for the company. But when you start pulling out, I don't know, King Kong Bundy, who's in his sixties or late fifties and six hundred pounds. He was sixty one. Hadn't yeah. worked for the WWE since nineteen ninety five. Macho Man Randy Savage, who had a heart attack while driving his car. Like that's a little much to me. However, I always have thought that there is something more WWE could do, and they have been more proactive lately. If you've ever worked for the company and need to go to rehab, Vince is paying out of pocket yeah, for that. Yeah, they pick up that tab. That's, they pick up the tab. If you come to him and say, I need to go to rehab, they pay for it If now. I call Talent Relations right now while we're in this room and I legitimately needed, a, needed treatment, yeah. they're sending me today, and my, my bill is clear. But every other major business... Uh, entertainment business, every sports league, the Screen Actors Guild, Writers Guild, all have unions. The WWE, Vince McMahon, has a monopoly, as you said, over this business. Now, AEW might be a thing. You can always scratch out a living on the indies. But like you said, if you want your dreams to come true, it's WWE or bust. But this is why it's not going to ever be deemed or labeled a true monopoly, because there are other quote-unquote competition out there. Whether we as wrestling fans, someone in the business, you know, 
executives, you know, government, whatever, whatever we deem those people as, there's still other wrestling companies in that industry. Yep. So sure. it's it's never going to what we see as a monopoly, and yes, it is. It's never going to be deemed a true monopoly until he's the only one standing, and he never will be. Do you think there's some obligation to at least allow for a vote to unionize? No. To allow the say the boys all get together and say we want to do this. They never will, because they're going to be blackballed. And that's kind of illegal. But it doesn't the. Because there is some sort of moral obligation here to run your business like it's the 21st century. Like, you're not, he's not a robber baron. This is a publicly traded company. The talent has the right to unionize, as they do everywhere in this they country. Do, and th- sure, but A, it's never going to happen because they know of the consequences. And B, um, it's, you're, it's never going to be public. Like, we're going to say, oh, Bill Max, you're blackballed. You're just not going to get used. Yeah, that's the way it will go. And so, what would it take? Like, we've talked on this show a couple of times now. The WWE is set up to the point that they will never have the highs of the Stone Cold or Hulkamania eras. I don't know about that. Uh, There will never be one guy who is that big. Yeah, that's fair. So without that one guy, say, without Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold saying, I ain't working until you allow us to unionize. They're not working. Is there ever a way to get it done? No. There's no path to it. No, no. Why? Why would Brock Lesnar even Brock Lesnar even want to unionize? Yes, that because it results in those top guys get taken care of so well. It can only mean less for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, correct. That's he actually will have to work and get paid a normal rate for the few dates he does work. You know, Works like, ten days a year gets I don't know how many millions for those ten days. Doesn't say a word. Why in the world would he want to unionize? What about an off-season? Now, the WWE is a year-round <coughs> business. Absolutely not. They will never take off from, from touring. No. But every 18 months, shouldn't every one of the boys get two months off? No. No? No. Why not? Because wrestling isn't wrestling. This isn't the wrestling industry. This is entertainment. If Who you, doesn't get time off in the entertainment industry? But it does. It, one thing has nothing to do with another. We do 52 weeks of live television. And if you're involved in a storyline, if you're involved in... Let's be honest. Some of these guys get time off. Oh, yeah. certainly. How many of these guys are under contract and every single one of them are on television? But if you're in a, if you're in a top storyline and you're in – and some of these guys get weekends off. Some of these guys – I've been witness to watch some of these guys go and ask John Laurinaitis for the weekend off of house shows. And he's like, okay, we'll just bring you in for TV. Like, it happens. Oh, they get time off intermittently and you get time off for injuries. You can always take a day here or there. I'm talking about – your storylines are one thing. These storylines are written day of. 18 months, a lot of TV is written in the days leading up to the show. Yeah, but they know where they're they. There they are storyboards, and you know where you're going with a story, but no one's story is a year and a half long. They, no. have, they haven't executed a year-long story on purpose in 20 years. Okay. Maybe, Rand, uh, maybe Daniel Bryan, if they actually were planning that from SummerSlam on, I don't think they were. I think they backed into it. But they haven't executed a, a six, eight, 12-month story on purpose in a long time. There's a way to write in. They have so many oh, guys yeah. under contract. There's a way to write in time off for the no, boys. No, there's not, because if Seth Rollins is written into a, to a however long storyline leading from SummerSlam to the Royal Rumble, you know... He's he's you can't just pull him out of that because then you kill any type of momentum to give him however however long time whatever he wants off or whatever you know two months whatever it is let's just say 
But then after the Royal Rumbles, WrestleMania is the big shove to WrestleMania. Well, that's where the big payday is. So he's not going to take time off there. So there's there, find me a time. Yeah, maybe the summertime. But you still you take all these guys who are featured and however much investment they've taken, you know, the WWE takes by putting these guys uh, on television week after week after week. They want their investment back. This is a business. You know what I mean? It's WWE is there to make money. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to be, you know, if you don't want to be there, or you want his however many t- this money, you know, m- amount of time off or whatever makes, go work at Wawa. Like no one's holding you here. Well, see, it's interesting because there is a way, and I think to sort of give everybody an off season and not for nothing. The guys the probably don't line. want it because then their downside gets cut, then their house show bonuses and pay per views get cut. They're losing money, and that's why a lot of people think a better contract structure outside of yeah you're an independent contractor you can't work anywhere else but you're an independent contractor that needs to change you're an independent contractor for at the bare minimum making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year so seth rollins works one day or 365 days he's still making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year on his downside which is probably a lot more i know it is but let's just use that as as a base as as your you know as, as your argument number he still makes that so right off the bat, he's making six figures, but the way to make more money is by selling your merchandise, by having TV time, by being, you know, uh, your share of the houses on the house shows, royalties, and all that stuff. If you're taking two months off, well, what's that do to your bottom line? If you can make 150 on your downside and everything else, you know, everything else uh, combined with that ends up being a half a million dollars. Well, if you can make a half a million dollars, but you want to take two months off and now you only make... 350? I don't know if I necessarily like that. Take out taxes and expenses and everything else. And travel, which most of the yeah. boys have to pay for. There no, are certain don't. guys who get it taken care no, of. No, they don't. Since when? At every I've I've never had a I've never had a week where I had to book my own flight. You're considered crew though, aren't you? Every single wrestler is every single person in that company is paid for. Their travel is paid for. Every, really? Every week. I have heard the opposite from a lot of guys. Literally, don't care what anybody's heard. All right, that's just I'm just telling you. They have an entire the stories t- out there. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The travel department. There's literally a travel department for the guys. I, I still have their numbers in my phone. Yeah, that's I've heard that. So ring crew. So you're telling me Randy Orton's booking his own flight? Yeah, every not week. Randy Orton. There are okay, guys Zach, who Zach build Ry- it in. Zach Ryder's booking his flight every yes, single week. That's that's what's out absolutely there. ridiculous. Uh, excellent. Good to know. Excellent. Absolutely insane, and I've learned more that they treat them better now. And I would love to find the per- I would I would love to find the person who even put that story out because I think it's they're absolutely out of their minds. Clearly, clearly shows they have zero idea what they're talking about and knows nothing about any type of the inner working of the company. That's literally just to put out there for hey, look at me. I'm put- I'm putting hmm. something out there. Um, click on my story. It's bullshit. It's ridiculous. Outstanding. All right, guys, that's the John Oliver stuff. And if you, I guess it's worth, if you didn't see it, to know what we're talking about. But these, these things come up intermittently all the time oh, yeah. about Vince and the WWE. And it is the carnival business. There is very much an element of, yeah, you don't have to work here because everyone wants to. And the machine keeps moving. Could they take care of some of their guys better? I think there are ways to do it, but sure. it is. Part of the business has always been we have no off season. I think it was in O two when uh, 
the MLB was about to go on strike. Like they fixed it the last, you know, they came to an agreement, you know, at the at the final hour. But WWE took great pride in, yeah, we don't go on strike. We don't have an off season. Well, and it we're was, in an entertainment business right now. We yeah. are literally in a place where we entertain people daily. Yep. And we don't have our, an off season. When's our off season? Well, we I don't also don't get slammed on a you know wooden steel structure True. all the time. Yeah. You know, well, apples and oranges. One has nothing to do yeah. with the other. I mean, I'm here eight uh, hours a day. I have. Tons and tons of work to do. We're recording this earlier in the day because I literally can't do it time X that we were talking about earlier. You know, and another thing is like the lowest of these low of the lowest guys on the totem pole of the WWE are on pace to be millionaires. So like I really don't understand. I don't I don't understand. I don't I just don't understand this whole thing like this whole this whole takedown or potential takedown of the company where. These guys are compensated very, very well. I, as a referee, was compensated very, very, very well. So, I mean, if 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 money is the money's probably not the issue, but it's just it's up benefits to, and treatment it, are the issue. It's up to you, but it's up to you. Like they had Piper on there, and I love Piper, and I love you know they had Jake Roberts on there, and Jake's cool and everything, but you. It's up to you to make your own decisions on what you do with your money. Like it's up it, yeah. if you don't have a retirement fund, how is that Vince's fault? If you don't have a 401k or an IRA or somewhere, you th- that is up to you. You knew what you were getting into, you knew what you signed, you knew what kind of money you were making. You know the end of the road and the, and the bright lights are going to go off at some point in time. Prepare for it. Well, and for what it's worth, that's not always the case in WWE just from a fan standpoint. Like, I like Ric Flair. I like his character. I like seeing him on TV. But he's way past his TV prime. Yeah. Right. And he's still on TV. So whatever, he's getting $10, $1,000, a million dollars. He's getting paid it's way past his choice. prime. Yeah. And that's, I like, I, I always love when they throw it to to Jake Roberts. I love Jake the Snake. Uh, great character. Really great story about how he turned his life around. But listen, the WWE might be a hard life. Don't smoke crack. Yeah, like these guys <laughs> these guys are out here eating pills and all of a sudden it's Vince's fault. Well, go to sleep instead of eating pills. Like, you know, and I don't mean like OD on the pills. I mean literally put your pillow underneath your head, tuck yourself in and go to bed and wake up the next morning and go to the gym instead of eating a handful of pills. Like it's it's absurd. And it is interesting just to I want to wrap this up and get to WrestleMania because I think well, we have 7 hours of yeah, podcast yeah, left we, to go. Yeah, we're going to go live play by play here. Uh like it, I do think the business has changed quite a bit organically just to hear about guys like Seth Rollins and how CM Punk was taking care of his body and the way these guys uh, go about a, it. That's a whole other like, ridiculous Well, yeah, thing he's, a, he's just a straight-edge crazy person, but the, the way that guys go about taking care of themselves now, perhaps the party scene and the opportunities to break down outside of the ring aren't quite as illicit as they used to be. I love how they use the... the Art of Wrestling podcast on the on this Oliver piece to you know CM Punk talking about yeah uh, you know the doctor was leaning on me to go to Europe uh, and I was like you pigs and all this other stuff well one in a court of law it was proven that a lot of what CM Punk said on that podcast a was bullshit but b Punk you're the champion okay you're advertised in the main event every single night. You are the world champion. What they didn't show on this Oliver piece in that Art of Wrestling podcast was when CM Punk was talking about having the Harley Race mentality as champion, where he felt like he had to work every night and carry this company and carry this locker room. That's his own choice. If you're hurt and you're sick, dude, speak up. There is no sick. Speak up. Uh, 
Tell them you're not working tonight. And there's also just the Go scene. out and do a promo. Save the bumps for another night, but at least still make the appearance. And the mentality of, uh, yeah, we, we'll talk through Punk here because that's what came up. I want to be on the programs. I want to be on the cups and the posters and in the open. Well, all right, that means you're advertised, and that means you have you're to there. go. And look, Punk worked hard. Oh, he really did. 100%, yeah. Punk, Punk gave a lot to that company, but that company gave a lot to Punk, reluctantly. He was never their guy. Because he and, was one of the guys I heard the travel thing about, because he worked in that bus to his travel, yeah, into worked, his contract. He worked in a bus. He got the bus paid for in his travel, and that was like one of the expenditures yeah, that bus. they went above and beyond for. Seamus has a bus. Randy Orton has a bus, but they pay for the... Punk pays out of pocket for the bus. If you want to be more comfortable, that's fine. But they're going to fly into the town, and you're going to pay your driver to yeah, pick you yeah. up in the bus. You know, that that's on you if you want to be more comfortable. But they're still going to get you to where you need to go. If you don't want to do a rental car or, you know, you don't want to do a hotel room, that's fine. Buy a bus. Randy Orton and Sheamus, and I can't tell you how many. If you go to a WWE show, you see buses lined up. Oh, the RV, yeah. The, the, majority, the line of RVs. The majority of them are the boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, let's get to the Mania preview. As I said in the open, uh, we're looking at, I think, 15 matches with an unannounced John Cena match. So we're looking at potentially 15, 16 matches. And we're still uh, without a Raw Tag Team Championship yeah, match, too. I don't know if there's a Raw Tag title match. Uh, so we could have, like, 17 matches here. We're looking at from 5 to midnight on Eastern Standard Time. At least. At least. So I'm not, I don't want to go through the whole card if you guys have stuff, but just... Uh, what match steals the show? Of everything on this card, there's a lot of choices. What do you think is going to run away with this show? It's an easy out. I'm going to take it, but the women's championship match is the first ever women's championship match to headline a WrestleMania. I hope and I believe they're going to do the right thing and allow Becky to win over Ronda specifically. But it's just that. It's just for the iconic nature of that match. Yeah, it, it's going to steal the show just by default. How does it end? I'm going to say Becky is going to submit Ronda. That has to be the finish. Has to be. They've been at teasing point, it for six months. It, it, it has to be the finish. They seem to be at least uh, Becky's not selling the leg as hard and stuff. So oh, she's slowly yeah, getting she's better. Slowly getting. But that. Well, I did not need to see her on the crutch, and we'll get to the builds and stuff. But Kevin, what do you think steals the show? I'm looking at the card here. It's kind of really hard. Um. If I had to say one, eh, I'd either have to go with AJ Randy. I think that could be really, really good. But don't sleep on Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. Uh, you know, because of the way I know things tend to go at WrestleMania, like we're saying, this is going to be like an eight-hour show, but something's going to get cut, and it's not going to be Styles Randy. So I think that has a better chance. I think Joe, like Joe and Ray on a normal pay per view, I'd be looking forward to. But since I think it's going to be seven minutes, like I'm not as high. Well, I love we, both. We of already those know guys. Ray's injured. Yeah, Ray had Ray's already selling no, that ankle. I, I, I can I can see the SmackDown tags getting bumped. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, it's an irrelevant it's, match. It's, it's, it's Ray Mysterio's first WrestleMania back. They're not going to bump him if he's healthy. He's, still, he's he's not gonna miss wrestling. Yeah, that's he'll get through it. It's an ankle, and that's oh, a I thing agree, for him. But but yeah, I just think like of some matches I'm looking forward to. I'm looking at that one and going, yeah, that could get TV treatment. Like that could be seven minutes. Yeah, I I love it could those be two. seven minutes, but I, I still see it being on the main show. Oh, it'll be on the main show. I think that. I just think they're gonna go out thinking they have eighteen, and they go, yo, it's eleven. Yeah, well, that with mean, that, entrances that happens more often than not. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, 
honestly, from my own personal, um, my own personal joy, I'm really happy for Tony Nice. Um, he's worked a really, really long way. Um, he's a good buddy of mine. We came up together, and it's pretty. It's a really cool story of him. You know, he was working the Mania independent events last time wrestlemania was a metlife and now he's going for the cruiserweight title in his uh in his own home area against buddy murphy and i'm really looking forward to that match because both of those guys are outstanding oh talents. he's from here yeah that's awesome he's all from right. new york yeah Long that's Island. cool that's cool all right so leaving the pre-show out of it right now wait uh, we're not going to break down both battle royals <laughs> yeah, that's of two random battle ass royals superstars? and they're going to be 22 minutes apart pal <laughs> Seriously. oh my god but leaving that in the cruiserweight match out i just don't like the cruiserweights i know some people do uh it's just not my thing Leaving the pre-show out of it, what what's the weakest match on this card? Because I'm looking at it and going, this is going to be a long show, and it's going to be tough to get through because seven hours of anything is a slog. But all these matches look like they have a chance to at least be good. No, it doesn't. Uh, the weakest match on the card right now is Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin. And Unfortunately so. As a match, yes. Like, as a spectacle, it's Angle's last thing. I think emotions will be high for that. That'll be cool. Yeah, but the if, match itself is not going to be if good. If it's any indication of what we got out of Angle's last matches on Raw and SmackDown, it's not going to be much of anything, which sucks because Kurt's, Kurt's fantastic. I, I kind of hope they find some way, like we were talking about, for getting, uh, getting Corbin out of there, maybe a last-minute pay-per-view angle, um, and put Cena in there, and maybe John gets something out of Kurt, which would be great. Um, I, I, I just don't see it as WrestleMania goes on the air or as that match goes to the ring. I just don't see it still being Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. I it's, hope not. There were so many rumors about, and you know, when these rumors come out, I, I, most of the time I think they're working me. Like oh, yeah. They know I know it's fake, so it's just question. Like, I don't believe the rumors, but I read them and go, there's some truth to it. So maybe Angle hasn't been happy with his house show matches with Corbin, and maybe he thinks he does deserve better. But at this point, this is the advertised match, and it's it, it's going to at least get announced. I would love uh, to see Kurt just do something like like attack Corbin in the back. Attack him with Corbin a chair in the back. That's, I want better. I'm getting better. I have my opponent here. On Surprise, Raw this week... He challenges Corbin to come to the ring. Let's do it now. And I'm sitting there like, all right, they're going to get this over with now and then figure out something day of. But now it kind of looks like it'll be pay-per-view angle, like if Corbin gets attacked in the back or something like that. I'm trying to think, like, what kind of debut? Like Johnny Gargano or something? What, the, o- the only thing I could see. No, nah, Johnny Gargano, I don't see it. The only thing I can see, and WWE doesn't do this with guys anymore, and they really should, guys with ang- you know, like Angle on his way out, doing the favors for or making a new guy on the way out. The only thing I can see, and I don't know why it's the only thing I can see, but the only thing I can see is uh, Kurt Angle's last match going under to a debuting Velveteen Dream. Oh, that would be good. Oh, I'd be all for that. See, I I hate this is why I love and hate fantasy booking because it's so much fun, but they also won't do something as good as that. So yeah. I'll be disappointed regardless. <laughs> you mean you don't want to see Lars Sullivan finally debut and steamroll Kurt Angle in his last match? Let's, let's hope not. <laughs> I, I like Lars. He's fine. I don't mind him. I'm sure it's he, just kind of like we already have Braun. That's yeah. that's my issue with Lars. And they've already, already ruined Braun. Braun. Yeah. Uh, sleeper match. What do you think has a chance to overshadow the big three? The big three, I'm going to say the Universal, the WWE, and the women's titles. I don't want to say this as a sleeper match. I was going to go with this as my fraudulent match. But Hunter Batista? Maybe? Man, I know it was like 
15 years ago, but they had three good matches around WrestleMania 21. If Batista is in any kind of actual wrestling shape, and I have no idea if he is, by the way, his promo on Raw was fantastic. I love, I really liked Batista in his comebacks. I could see, if he's in wrestling shape, I could see that being a solid sleeper match with a chance to take over everything. I mean, Finn Balor's always amazing. I can see Bobby, and you know, Bobby's doing the best work, I think, of his career, and I think part of it is in part to Leo Rush. Um, I can see that being asleep. These last couple of weeks, Lashley has really turned it on, I've thought. Because his I thought this whole return of his has been super lackluster. And these last couple of weeks I've actually somewhat started to enjoy Bobby. It, it Lashley. brought out the Demon King. Aren't you excited? Uh, at least he's <laughs> at least they're finally acknowledging like this guy needs some sort of character. He can't just be smiling abs guy. I, that's alright. So I'm I'm looking at this card. And we've got 10 one-on-one matches, two fatal four-way tags, the triple threat women's, and two battle royals. Sure, there's a no-holds-barred mixed in there, a falls count anywhere in there, but is there enough diversity on this card? Like, we were talking, I think in 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 our group chat or something, about the 25th anniversary of the WrestleMania 10 ladder match. Are you shocked there's no ladder match or some sort of other like gimmick match other than the like just no holds barred falls like do you think there should be some more card diversity here? Uh, a little bit. I, I don't want to see just and hopefully they're not going to do this with the amount of other matches, but I want to see one on one to one on one to one on one to one on one. It does get a bit stale for the average wrestling fan. But I also don't want just a random ladder match thrown in there for the sake of a spectacle. Yeah, either. when they go nine guys in a ladder match, yeah. I'm not you just know, to put nine the money guys in the bank in there. is one thing. But those I see ladder matches at one point. If it's, it's there for a reason, if it's kind of brought up organically, if somebody oh I'm in the middle of a match, I'm hitting you with a ladder. Ooh, that's the tease. Okay, but to just throw it in there for the sake of throwing it in there, it doesn't do much for me. Um. No, because like, yeah, like like to your point, I don't want to do them just for the sake of doing it. Like if you're gonna build, if you're gonna build a story with the ladder and stuff like that, where the ladder's being used week after week after week, and you know we eventually get to that ladder match at WrestleMania, that's fine. But just for a diversity standpoint, just to do something, just to do it, uh, I'm not a fan of that. Well, I, it's yeah. a spot show. That's all they're gonna be for that one. Yeah, well, to see somebody do a backflip off the ladder. Oh yeah, I'm not fall through the ladder bridge. Anyway. I'm not saying. Uh, I'm for it. I'm just saying I'm surprised they didn't set it up. And the way the tag titles were going and just having Ricochet on the main roster now, I kind of just figured... All right, this is where they're going with to it. To see him was, do that 680, whatever thing, that'd be cool. You might but. get some of that even in, in that tag match. You could. All right, so guys, we talked about this a little bit when we were setting up the show. Kofi, Becky, and Seth. Mm-hmm. All babyface challengers. All kind of are in a, in a situation where... The story is dictating that they're going to walk away with the title. Are they? I can see a scenario where all three of them do. Um, all, and I can also see a scenario one of, where one of them is the odd man out. Uh, I do think they are in a spot where they don't have a choice but to put Kofi over, Brian. So I think Kofi walks out as the, as the champion. Regardless for how long he holds it, it's going to be a great WrestleMania moment. It's going to be Kofi's moment. He's earned it, and it's gonna. It's that place is gonna come unglued. Um, I think you know, like Turtle said, you know, when we've been saying it for a while, I think they're at a point where Becky has to submit Ronda because if not, she loses all of her momentum. I don't know where she goes after that, but 
in the first ever unification match, I can see a point where out of, you know, the legacy of the Flares and, you know, the love for Charlotte Flair and all the history that Ric Flair has had, I can see her unifying the women's title and then maybe dropping it to Becky. But they have to be very careful on how they handle Becky's momentum if that's the case. As far as the... I'm up in the air on the Brock-Seth thing. I I see Seth leaving with it um, only because I don't know what, what Brock's deal is. I don't know what his schedule is. Well, and that's mm-hmm. what we'll know instantly. You if know, he resigned, he's keeping the title. And that's to me because, again, a lot of times I think they are just working us. Uh, they're going to save something for Monday. That's my feeling is they're going to save – Something I don't know if it's one of these three. I just think there's going to be something big that happens Monday. And Brock, he retains, oh, wow, yeah, he must be staying. And he's going to be champ for another year because he's Brock freaking Lesnar. And that's what they do. And then he drops it on Monday to whoever. My I just pitched Drew because he seems to be the guy they're making right now. But is that could could they possibly be saving something because that Monday after Mania is a big deal and now the Tuesday is live as well sure anything's possible but got to remember Monday after Mania is not Mania so if they're going to hit all the heavy stuff they're going to hit all the heavy stuff that the heavy stuff that means something at WrestleMania um they'll leave you for some they'll leave some surprises they'll leave some shock you know value and stuff like that for them for the raw after um but any 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 of the big stuff, you're going to see the hand raised at WrestleMania in the middle of MetLife. Of the three title matches, the three major title matches, which has had the best build? The women's. women's. Women's title match. No doubt about That's it. That's the the women's title to me. They're finally where they need to be in that go-home angle. Perfect. All of it fine. I just thought it got so convoluted in the middle that like I started, they started to lose me. Monday they night was it. awesome. Monday night was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. However, does anybody does anybody realize that there was fifteen cops and two cop cars <laughs> and how many felonies and resisting arrest and all the other stuff that was going on there? And then if this was actual life, there wouldn't be a main event at WrestleMania. Oh, I mean, you know. Wait, you mean those mugshots weren't real? No. Damn. You know, if we're going to go there, Stone Cold Steve Austin should be serving life in prison. Sure, sure. Like, all his destru- destruction of property, assault, vandalism. But, but I agree with the way you set it up there. It, it just got so messy in the middle. It got so messy. In, they're where they need to be now, and I can't wait. Inserting Charlotte into it, which seemed odd at the time, now works, but was just super messy and hurt. Everybody got hurt. and it, The it, way they did odd. it all was just, I, they started to lose me. They got me back. The way this Kofi thing happened so organically, because without a Mustafa Ali, he's now already lost to Mustafa. He's just Ali. Without a Mustafa Ali injury heading into Elimination Chamber, this wouldn't we happen. don't get this. What, now, it's fun to think, obviously, fantasy booking and all that. Would this have been Mustafa Ali, Daniel Bryan? <sighs> no. I can't imagine it. I would agree. I think they were setting up Ali for Fastlane, and then Owens comes back, something like that, and then you get Bryan Owens. Then I, I, listen, I never wish for injuries yeah. on anybody. I, I'm so sorry that he got hurt and missed his opportunity. He actually was very entertaining. I liked him more on He's the main roster on than He's really 205 Live. Yeah. But I'm kind of happy he got hurt then, because <laughs> this even little short bill to Kofi and his promo on SmackDown was amazing 
Now we, I thought I thought this week on SmackDown his promo was like this was the first time I went oh they're gonna put it on him because I, I now I, I know that the story dictates they have to but they tell a lot of screwed up bad stories like it happens all the time like then what's what's the payoff if they don't I yeah guess? that's the and where the B does, plus player didn't win okay yeah, that's what you've been saying forever yeah Ha-ha, now I it's win. yep he's a B plus player you were right. Like yeah. he, that's that just doesn't make any sense. And maybe now. he would be the one to drop it the next day or whatever, get, or a short little. I run. honestly wouldn't have that big of a problem with it. I'm not even sure he would personally. Obviously, he would like a nice title run. But speaking of dropping titles, uh, maybe prematurely, I don't know. Did Oscar deserve a spot in the main not event? In the no. main event, no, on the card at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what has happened to Asuka in the last calendar year? I mean, she's fell by the wayside since her debut. What What has she done that's memorable? That's a great question. And that's not on her. No, it's not all on that's, her. That, no, it's not on her at all. It's yeah. up to it's up to them to write for her. They that's need why, to write for her. That's why you have a team of writers. That's why, that's why they, you know, they bring new writers in and out all the time. That's why, you know, they literally have a team of writers that sit in the tower... And then a team of writers that's, that go on the road. You mean to tell me 20 writers can't find something for for Asuka? I was never a fan of hers to begin with. I was never a fan of hers in NXT. She's either. a novelty. Like, you know, her entrance is cool. She's good in the ring. Uh, you know, the colors and all that. So that's great. You know, she's she deserves a spot on the roster and on television, absolutely. Yeah. But... I don't necessarily know that to I, take the title offer at this point. A lot of people are like, "Oh, really? Now?" Like, well, it was very, it was very obvious what they were doing. Yeah, you know, when she dropped the when she, uh, she dropped the title of Charlotte, I right away I was like, uh, "It's kind of lame to do that now," but I understand why they're doing it um, to put Charlotte into the into WrestleMania as the champion. I got it, I understood it, but I felt like they needed to mask it a little bit better because it was just so blatantly obvious as to what they were doing so close to Mania. Now. You talked earlier. You 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 referred to the the women's championship match as a unification. Right now on TV, they're saying winner double champion. Yeah. It's winner take all, but you're the double champion. Do you think this is the beginning of condensing the titles? I do. I sure there hope are so. so many damn titles. Like the women only having one tag title, genius. Do not. There are just. I thought there was a chance we the latter match was going to be some sort of. Raw and SmackDown t- uh, tag title unification or ICUS uh, tag title unification? Are you talking about stories happening organically? I thought maybe that's where it was going. It makes it all mean more. Like yeah. it, to have it, especially with Brock being the Universal Champion, whatever, never there. It, the title's irrelevant to me. Yeah, Seth winning a title that's never on TV doesn't do a darn and thing. And they for me. very badly need a champion yeah, on TV. But I think yeah. you need a world champion on both on both brands. And that's fine because um, but- that's essentially your top draw. But you know, no disrespect, maybe we're on our way there, but we're not there yet. Like the women aren't the top draw, so you don't necessarily need a women's champion on both brands. If you want to be the you know a touring champion on one brand, you know one touring champion on both brands, that's one thing, and I think that makes it more special. That's, I loved the original brand split idea before they did that thing with Brock that he's going to be exclusive to SmackDown, and then they just you know hand Hunter the old WCW title, and now there's two champs. I thought the original way they were going to do it was great. The champ works both shows because he's the champ, yeah, and every and 
I'm watching what's happening right now. We've seen guys work different shows than they're part of because of the, you know, Samoa Joe's on Raw to work with Angle, and we've seen the women on both shows, and now they have both titles involved. Are we already done with the brand split? Are we already, well, is I mean, it coming I, I, to an end? Stupid me. I read there was going to be another we were superstar done draft yeah. shake-up we were thing done again. that a while ago. We're done, uh, we're done with it, but... For now. It, it seems like it's it's re- with NXT guys coming up and working both because they're free agents. We talked about that. It seems like the actual brand split is coming to an end again. Yeah, until until it comes back around again. I mean, oh, this sure. Is, this is what we've been doing since two thousand one. Right until NFL draft time, they want any other draft in there. Absolutely, Kevin. This is a question I have for you. Is mm-hmm. we're we're running some short on time a little bit here, but thoughts on Colin Jost and Michael Che? Who? <laughs> the SNL guys who are going to be working the show? No idea. <laughs> that I wanted to ask, like, have you ever worked a match, uh, refereeing, wrestling, whatever, with non-wrestlers? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, if you're putting me on the spot, I would have to say no, but, I mean... Only a few months ago, I helped David Arquette put his match together. Oh, David Arquette, superstar. I loved uh, Ready to Rumble. That's a great movie. Yeah, I, it really I, is. I'd have to really, I have to really think. I'm sure I have because it's point. been a little while since they've done this. I was trying to, like, you know, WrestleMania 11 was headlined by a non wrestler. Uh, you know, LT's oh, yeah. in the main event against Bam Bam. Yeah, but who was the referee in that match who got him through it? I don't remember. Pat Patterson. Was it Pat Patterson? All right. Uh, LT did a great job. A battle royal is a little different than something like that Stephen Amell tag match that they did a few years ago at SummerSlam. But, like, you you don't think you've worked one. Do you think there are, like, special instructions when you go into a match? Is there a special way to get through it? There's got to be. Yeah. yeah, When you're working with under-trained talent. These guys are going to have a specific role. They're going to go in there knowing exactly what they did or what they're doing. Um, exactly who's going to be touching them, who's going to be working with them, who's going to be picking them up, who's going to be putting them down. I'm sure you're going to see a referee uh, close to them at all times because the referee has an earpiece so they can relay different type of messages to them. Um, those guys will be very well protected. They're not wrestlers. They're uh, they're a novelty act for this show. And again, I don't even know who they are. I have no clue who I they could, are. I couldn't they're tell. the weekend up- update guys on SNL. Yeah, All I can picture is Braun lifting both of them over his head. That's, and yeah. It's going to be a spot like that. And, yeah. that. and that'll be very... Um, that'll be very well rehearsed, very mm-hmm. well trained. Um, those guys will be in good hands by the time they get out there. But um, yeah, there, there's not. They need a bigger act if they're going to do something like this. I, I literally have no idea who they are. And no, that's, this is not Lawrence Taylor. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're, but they're, like at least Drew Carey when he did his thing was <laughs> Drew Carey was funny as hell in the ring. Oh no, no, I'm scared. I'm yeah. climbing right back out of the ring. Yeah, but those guys aren't going to go out there doing anything they don't already know. Yeah, what's up with John Cena? Like, what are we getting out of John Cena? He's not a wrestler this anymore. Is the, this is the second year in a row now that last year we knew we were getting the Undertaker match, even though it was like we'll see if he shows up, and then, yeah. then it was a you know two and a half minute squash. But like, is does, is he going to be in a match? I mean, I can't imagine a WrestleMania where you don't have John Cena, but he's not a wrestler anymore. Yeah, what's Elias doing? Like, he's one of their most over acts. He's singing. He's going to be singing, and what I hope and what I foolishly believe from all the dirt sheets and all the rumor sites is that he's going to get interrupted by The Rock, and he'll sing whatever bullshit song he's going to sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not going to happen. It's going to be some random-ass person, and that'll be that. 
couple of headlines to finish up real fast. RVD signs a deal with Impact Wrestling. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, they're coming to town soon. It gives me a little bit more motivation to go. I just want to see Van Dam. I, I mean, know he's not what he was, but yeah. he's always in. He's over with me. He's He'll the, always be over with me. He's a novelty act uh, yeah. these days, and you know Rob doesn't do very much, so it gets him out of the house. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, he starts after four twenty. He doesn't start till four twenty nine. Can't wait to see a fifty year old man flying through the air with a frog splash. And you know and, what he still does. Good for him. I mean, yeah. Rob, Rob is still, Rob's in better shape than most 20-year-olds. Well, Rob's been in better shape than me for always. He's in better shape than all of us right now. Uh, right. And in the least surprising wrestling news ever, Jim Ross signs with AEW. Oh, yeah. Great. Woo! I can't wait for the pay-per-view of the show that nobody's <laughs> seen before. Not paying 50 bucks for that crap. Sorry. I like the idea of, you know, again, I think AEW is going to be great. I think, it, you know, it's, it's going to be something. It's going to... It's going to put a little bit of a dent in the wrestling industry, but for all the talk of them being, you know, change and they're going to Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, you know, it's just more, more of the same. I, I, I don't want to see it get to the point of WCW as soon as the WWE guy leaves. Look, we need to take him. I respect Jim Ross. I oh, love him. Yeah, every, every, JR. Everything he's done in the business, he's one of the best commentators, broadcasters. All across the sports spectrum, not even just to wrestling. All across the sports spectrum. His XFL work. He's Jeez. Been, he's been. He's he was. He is fantastic. Yeah. But I don't need to see Jim Ross ever again on any type of wrestling broadcast. Yeah, that's uh, when I go back and watch the stuff he did in his prime. It's amazing. When I hear him like that Undertaker Roman match, it just makes it sound dated. Like yeah, I don't yeah. need to go back. I already have that. Just like you said, that's what they're going to do. Anytime a superstar leaves, I really hope it doesn't get to that WCW. The second Dean Ambrose's contract is really over, he's going there probably. It's, it's just going to be recycled bullshit I think over Dean's and over again. Going home to hang out. I think he is too. <laughs> I think if he's, he's smart. Good for him. Maybe he will go there at some point. But that is all the time we have for you on Smarts and Stripes this week. Thank you for listening to our WrestleMania preview show. It's been a lot of fun. I'm really having a good time doing this with Kevin and Turtle. Uh, that's it. So thanks for joining us. Have a great week, everybody. 